Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. Sam and Greg with you, nine floors up in the Kia Studios. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, welcome back. I'm talking to the audience, not you. Saturday. Oh, yeah, I'm back. Good to be back, but I'm back for a good reason. I brought someone with me. Yes, you did. You came. You, yeah, you didn't come empty-handed. Did not. That was did nice. Not, did not. This is the top of the hour. And good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in East Point. In East Point. On this Saturday, May 27th. Okay, now. What you got to say about That's East Point? That's my old stomping ground, man. East Point down there with Headland Drive and DeLoe and, you know, Tri-Cities High School. You know, my, my old high school, Headland High School. That's 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 my – I was out that way last week. I went to okay. the, the Greenbrier by, for the last day of the Chick-fil-A. By the way, while you were gone, Max and I have, have fixed uh, boxing, MMA, and um, – All those things. Yeah, and we got, we got an all-star. We got an all-star. He asked the question that we will get back to in front of our guests here. But we need you to come up with an all-star – World team versus an all, basketball okay. versus an all-star American team. Okay. And his question was, has the world passed America when it comes to producing basketball stars? Okay. That's what he asked. Okay. So yeah. I, I couldn't answer him right off the rip. So <laughs> he put Giannis and Luca and all them dudes in there. I was like, man. Dream team started You got to think about that Dream for a minute. Dream team started it. Would you please introduce Absolutely, our guest? Absolutely, man. We promise you um, that, that we had a very special guest that's joining us here in the 8 o'clock hour here on uh, Sam and Greg this weekend morning. Dr. Charles McClendon is the esteemed uh, <laughs> commissioner of the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Their baseball tournament is in Atlanta, and he is spending some time with us this morning here in studio with Sam and Greg. Dr. McClellan, welcome to, uh, to our show. Hey, thank you, gentlemen, for having me on the show. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. Great. Go I, ahead. No, I was going to ask him how has he enjoyed his time here city well we love atlanta uh and part of our strategy within the southwestern athletic conference is kind of get some of our sports and infiltrate atlanta as you know we're here for the meax whack challenge and the celebration ball so we thought that it was fitting to be able to bring baseball here since atlanta is one of the centers of black college baseball so we thought coming here Great city, great people. Everyone has done a magnificent job of receiving us. And, you know, I, I don't want to put the cart before the <laughs> horse, but, you know, seems like this is a place for us to stay. It sounds great. You're playing, uh, you know, at Georgia Tech, which is an outstanding facility at Russ Chandler Field. Uh, talk about how that came about. Of course, they're away at the ACC tournament. Yeah, they are. Well, it started with Keith uh, along with, uh, gentleman in our office, Andrew, they had a personal relationship. Okay. So 
as we kind of looked around where we wanted to put our tournament, you know, we were in New Orleans, Louisiana three years ago. Then we were in uh, Huntsville, Alabama at that minor league park. And then we were in Birmingham at Regents Field. And those minor league parks are a little big for our tournament. Plus, the MLB now schedules those games. So we could not get it for long periods of time. So we didn't want to bounce around. Uh, Keith basically said, hey, the mayor wants you here. We want you here. Uh, he hooked us up with Kerry Stewart from uh, Fulton County. And we just started talks and negotiations and ultimately came up with a three-year deal in order for us to move the tournament here. See, that's the kind of juice you got. No, no, but yeah, yeah, you got it. We see, need but, to, you but, need to help me out with some see, things. But see, he mentioned the man. You mentioned the mayor. Yeah, I know. The, the, the mayor is, is is a Georgia Tech man. He also is also his fraternity brother. Ah, oh, <laughs> see, <laughs> there. Right, see? So, oh, now, now we know we why. Always go back to do, the fraternity, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> if I thought it was Mayor Keisha, we had some mac and cheese. No, get no, in that no, way. No, but <laughs> Mayor Dickens was a Georgia Tech. Yeah. Oh, friend, well, I knew so, that. I was just gonna say I didn't know that they were. That kind of, you know, them secret handshake kind of dudes. <laughs> yeah, he actually put the call in uh, personally for us to be able to get to stadium. So have to send shots out to the mayor. Well, we got no problem with him because we've seen him make sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, right? he's great. We've we seen him we, down we saw, at the State Farm making sandwiches. So. He's doing great things, doing great things. Uh, you have a very special honor and, and um, my goodness, uh, represent from HBCU with the NCAA uh, chair of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. That is an incredible uh, position. Congratulations, first of all, on having that. And do we hold you responsible for the chaos that we saw for three weeks in this year's <laughs> tournament? I mean, it, it kept us on the edge of our seats every single game. Well, you can't hold me responsible this year. I was vice chair this year. A gentleman by the name of Chris Reynolds, uh, the athletic director at Bradley, was chair. Oh, we this blame year. it on the mayor. Right. So I'm vice chair. Uh, my term at so the NCAA basketball committee, you get a five year appointment. Uh, and typically, uh, you get the opportunity to be chair your last year. So they will vote you in the year before so you can go through the process to understand what the chair does because it's vastly different than just being on the committee. Uh, and my chairmanship will start officially September 1. Uh, and the next Final Four will be in Phoenix, and as of September 1, I will be the designated person. So when you cut on CBS and you see me stumbling, you know, 92.9 uh, <laughs> community, call in and uh, oh, take up for me. It looks good. He'll have that shirt on too. Yeah. <laughs> or actually he'll have another shirt. I, I'm curious about your thoughts as you as you step into this position. You obviously are there with under the umbrella of collegiate sports. What is it that we here on the outside sitting watching, we talk about basketball, even baseball to some degree, are they in for the same craziness that we watch with college football from conferences changing and teams relocating, all that sort of stuff, right? Like Notre Dame. We talk about Notre Dame in a way during college football season that we don't during basketball season because we know they're locked into the ACC. I'm just saying when you sit and you think about the landscape of college sports, what's your overall outlook on it? Well, you know, football is an entirely different animal. Right. And I think most people know that the NCAA doesn't generate any revenue from football. So those conferences and the BCS keeps all of that money. And they have created what they call the autonomy conferences. And I know you hear Power Five, but the technical term is the autonomy five, which means that they have legislation that gives them the autonomy to do certain things with football that nobody else can do. 
with football. And the only thing that means is they get to keep all of the revenue. Uh, oh, okay. So they've created this BCS structure. They have a president and a board. Uh, so when you talk about Notre Dame and them remaining independent in football, essentially what they're saying is that our revenue-generating potential as an individual institution is greater than our ability to be able to generate that in the ACC. But all of their other sports are in the ACC. So the next tier of revenue that is significant is basketball. So the way that you are able to tap into that basketball revenue is being a part of a conference that's going to be able to generate it on a massive scale because the television contracts for basketball is nowhere near what a television contract is for football. So when you start to get into the NCAA tournament, uh, you hear a lot of things about units, a lot of conversation about units. So the way that a conference is able to get units, you get one unit for just being a conference. So those are the AQ units. Then you get an additional unit for every team that's in the tournament. And then you get an additional unit for every team that wins in the tournament. So the more teams you have in the tournament, the more units you get and the more games that are won. So that's why you see conferences affiliating themselves with basketball. But when you start to see conference realignment, and we talked a little bit about that, you know, teams going from USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten, it's really about football and television money. As you know, the Big Ten signed a a billion-dollar deal. Uh, Kevin Warren, he left and went to the Chicago Bears. Had a lot of conversations with Kevin Warren about that because we wanted in the Southwestern Athletic Conference to kind of glean some of the pros and cons and how to go through that process, have a wonderful relationship with Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC. We're right down the road. So those two gentlemen I talk to a lot. Jim Phillips, You're right. he's getting ready to go through that. I know Georgia Tech is a part of the ACC. Jim was on the basketball committee with us, and he's now going through the process. So you kind of take those leaders, some of the best practices, uh, but it's about television and it's about football. And then second, it's about basketball. The, the football revenue is in the tens of billions of dollars. The basketball revenue is in the billion-dollar range. They say – these guys are always making fun of me around here, all right? And they say I look like this dude. <laughs> you do have – you could pass for Kevin Warren's a little brother. <laughs> People say that all the time, man. I look like the commissioner of the we, Big We have given him so much trouble about, about saying – You could pass for like his little brother. I like give that. that. Well, well, given those things, what was the impact, you would say, on, on March Madness – from NIL and transfer portal, did we see? Is that a lot? A lot of what we were seeing with the blue what, bugs not being there at the end. Well, I I absolutely think so, and I actually get this question within the HBCU realm all the time. How does name, image, and likeness impact HBCUs? And in my opinion, it equals the playing field a little bit, not totally equal. But you can now go to Jackson State with a Deion Sanders and get as much money as you could as to going to Alabama. So now some of those decision-making processes are a little different. If you talk to the Power Five coaches, they'll tell you it's not about facilities anymore. It's about collectives. Uh, The first question that the student athletes are asking is, let me talk to the person that's running the collective. Uh, So the collective is, uh, is not tied to the athletic departments because we have all of these different state laws. So the conference offices and the athletic departments can't really touch it. So it's the individual schools that are creating these collectives, and these third parties are coming in saying, hey, 
we're going to sign you up to a name, image, and likeness deal if you come to our institution. It's totally legal because it's now governed by state laws, right. not by NCA rules. The only NCA rule is you cannot use it as a recruiting inducement. So that is the reason why you're hearing the NCA and all of the national individuals talking about a national law, you know, wanting the Congress to come in and do some overarching laws to kind of tie all of these state laws together because what's in the state of Georgia is a little bit different than the state of Alabama, which is a little bit different in the state of Florida. And if I can go to Alabama and make more money playing football than I can in the state of Georgia, then now Georgia is at a disadvantage. So you have all of these legislatures are kind of fighting over this. But when it comes to our level, the FCS level, now you can come to a Jackson State play for Dion, get on national television, compete for a national championship, and get drafted and get your name, image, and likeness versus going to a Power 5 school having to sit for three years because everybody else is in front of you. So it is not leveling the playing field at our level, but, you know, they've been given name, image, and likeness deals for a long time. They haven't been called name, image, and likeness. You haven't been called it. Hey. Yeah. So now it gives us an opportunity to get in the game and get in it from a legal standpoint. People say that sports and the movement of sports moves glacier-like. But I want to ask you, whether it's Dion, Eddie George, Tennessee State, whatever has happened post-pandemic, what is it, at least right now, that you can articulate that the FC, excuse me, HBCUs have grabbed onto, and now it's a part of, it's under their umbrella, and it's showing the advancement. Is there anything, a couple things, a few things, one particular thing that you can tell us about that you are really pleased to see happening that wasn't happening as little as five years ago? Well, I think the national exposure. So if I could tell a brief story about the Southwestern Athletic Conference, when the pandemic hit, uh, all eyes were basically on what was on television. You talk about the impact right. of sports. Everything shut down other than sports. Everybody was stuck in the house, but we were still playing, you know, football. That tells you the power <laughs> of, yeah. of we were, sports. We were all watching The Last Dance. Right. That's right. <laughs> so that, that tells you the power of sports. But, you know, everybody watched the Joyce Floyd tragedy. And from that came this Black Lives Matter just tremendous movement. And we started to get corporate partners that were really doubling down on it. You know, we had General Motors to come. Uh, we had Pepsi to come. We had Home Depot to come. We had Cricket Wireless, which the parent company, AT&T, is based here to come. And we had many of those, but they came different than we just want to put down a, a sponsorship and put our name. They actually invested. Uh, they actually have diversity hiring initiatives through our schools. They actually have created programs to be able to give scholarships for our schools, internships for our schools. So a lot of those major corporations actually doubled down on their diversity initiative, not just in talk, but in actual you know, action. Not just dollars, but, hey, we're going to open up. We have a national commercial with Cricket Wireless that talks about HBCUs, Home Depot that talks about HBCUs. So I really think that that community culture from a corporate standpoint embraced us. And ultimately that allowed us to be seen on a national level that a lot of people were not able to see us. And we were able to expand our brand. And then from a Southwestern Athletic Conference standpoint, 
uh, Byron Allen, the media mogul, came in, and he saw the value. Within the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and Sam and I talked about this earlier, we've led FCS attendance 46 of the last 47 years. We have six football games that have over 60,000 people in attendance. We have 12 that have over 50,000. Our championship game uh, had about 10,000 less than the Pac-12 championship game. A lot of people didn't know that. So when you see our brand, when you see the economic value that we have to our communities, we started to gain a lot of momentum. Byron Allen saw it, one of the pieces of it. Now we are the only conference outside of the Power Five that our games are on national television live on Saturdays in prime time. Now Byron does it from a syndication standpoint. In Atlanta, I think it's WB. In Birmingham, it's CW. And some other in LA, I think it's the it's CBS CW affiliate. Here. It's CW here. CW here. Mm-hmm. But you can cut on on Saturdays and see SWAC football along with the University of Georgia and the University of Alabama. That is what that movement has brought, and I think that's what we are tying on to. And we can't forget our academic mission. I get this all the time. What is the value of HBCUs? Well, the value of HBCUs today is the same as it was 100 years ago. Mm -hmm. We still have 70%, 75% first-generation college students at our schools. But if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, if you're a minority – you the the vast majority of those from a national standpoint comes from HBCU. So we're still very relevant. We're relevant in the athletic space and we're gonna continue to grow. Wow. Okay. We got you know what? We gotta take a break. You hanging around for another segment. Absolutely. Because yeah. we you you brought him up, Coach Prime. Coach we, Prime. We're we gonna talk <laughs> we're gonna talk about that and more. And why can't the swag do celebration bro? We're gonna talk about those more folks. Stay tuned. I would like more. to talk about that part. <laughs> for, Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Charles McClellan uh, the commissioner of the SWAC with us here on this Saturday morning on Sports Radio 1990 Game at 1990Game.com. Available everywhere on Odyssey. Radio 1990Game at 1990Game.com. In the background, who that? The Marching Storm. From Prairie View, we got a Prairie View alum in the house. I didn't go to Prairie View, but he did. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. <laughs> Who is he? Introduce our guest again for those just joining again us. Again, is Dr. Charles McClellan, uh, Commissioner of the Southwestern Athletic Conference. The SWAC is in town for the baseball tournament. Uh, a lot of SWAC alums in this area, always hearing from them, and they're so loyal to their schools, and they've been coming out to catch some of the action. Uh, of course, we see them doing MEAC SWAC Challenge. We also see him doing the celebration bowl. So great to have you in town. Um, but before we get to the games, and we're going to, I know we're going here. I yeah. want to ask this man a question. Yeah. I don't know if your family, your parents, are still around. If they're still here, God bless them. If they're gone, God bless them. Then, but you sit in a chair right now that makes your elders feel what kind of way. That's what I wanted to ask you because you never probably. Pos- thought that you would be the commissioner Absol- of this. Absolutely And not. now that your family, are, are they with us? And how do they feel about where you've ascended? Well, my father is still with us. My mother is not. And my father played ball at Alcorn State University. And to be commissioner, I think he, you know, he glows. He gets to go to the gym. He's 83. He gets to go to the gym. He gets to talk swag. <laughs> he gets to take up for his son when they talk crazy <laughs> about me. Uh, I have to pull him. You know, he's got 80, 83 years old, almost got into a couple of fist fights. Oh, no, no. 
Uh, Come on, so man. He's, he's extremely proud. I'm, you know, humbled. I'm originally from Jackson, Mississippi. I sat in the stands and watched, you know, watch Walter Payton, Steve McNair, Isaac Holt. I mean, just a whole host, Robert Brazil, of student athletes coming through. And to be in those stands as a, as a young boy and now to lead the conference is overwhelming. My mother uh, passed away about eight years ago. And I was athletics director at Prairie View, athletic director at Texas Southern, and uh, she was afraid. No, what? she was literally afraid because, you know, as we drove up, people opened the door and the police kind of mm. escorted up, and she was like, Charles, don't let any of this stuff go to your head, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And I made a promise to her. I was like, Mom, I promise you that I'm going to stay the person that you taught me uh, to be. And, you know, this athletic thing can get, you know, overwhelming at some times. And, you know, not to go – I know you asked one question. I'm going to go off no, on man, a different go tangent. Go ahead. You know, one of the advisements that I give to young athletic directors is, you know, all of this stuff, you know, is relative. Don't think that you're the smartest person in the room. Don't be arrogant because the same way the Lord can give it to you, he can take it away from you. So – Humility and humbleness is going to be the key to overall success. And don't come in and just thinking because you have the position, Charles, just because you're a commissioner, you're the smartest person. No, you need to still listen. You need to still ask. And you need mentorship. Uh, and I learned that from my mom. So I hope that, you know, she's in heaven looking down proud of her son because I promised her that I was going to try to stay that way. Yeah, 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 and he does that, folks, in amazing ways, and um, we're glad to have uh, Dr. McClellan here in, in the studio with us for a while today because he's got to head over to Georgia Tech. they got the tournament going on today. we got a semifinal today, and we get a champion crown tomorrow. Absolutely, and we want to invite everybody out uh, as well. Tickets are uh, starting at $10 a game tomorrow. Uh, we'll be on ESPN uh, Plus, and it'll be uh, – Simulcast a little later that day, but we've had wonderful crowds. We've had large crowds, mm -hmm. uh, and Sunday is going to be rocking. So, want everybody to come out and check out some good swag baseball. All right, all right. Now, you brought his name up last segment. I wasn't just going to let you do Coach that. Coach Prime, you me, Coach yeah. Prime, and who who has departed now? My man. He's out in Colorado and playing games with snow falling and all that, carrying all. But but you know, thoughts about how do you carry things forward? Because I think that's what most people. Are curious about people will tune in and be curious about what they they know what they saw the last two years. I think a lot of people are going to tune in this fall to see how well that is maintained and 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 moving forward. See, and you set that up perfectly. People saw us within the last two years, and I think that was the greatest benefit that Coach Prime brought to the Southwestern Athletic Conference, an audience that had not necessarily watched the Southwestern Athletic Conference. We are 102 years old. Uh, we have outlasted some Fortune 500 companies. Well, we've even outlasted some countries in itself, right? <laughs> uh, so we were here before Coach Prime. And what Coach Prime ultimately did was show a portion of America that had never seen the Southwestern Athletic Conference before. They showed the crowds on television, and that actually brought those corporate partners in, and it elevated our television numbers, and it allowed us to be able to do some things with television, with our contracts, with our corporate partnerships that we were not able to do 
prior to Coach Prime. Coach Prime got us into some doors that were a little difficult for us to get in. But once you let us in, we're not leaving, right? And we're going to continue that upward trajectory. I mentioned it before. We've led attendance 47 or 48 years. Uh, Jackson State attendance actually increased a net of about 7,500 under Coach Prime wow. tenure. A lot of people thought when they looked at Jackson State and they saw 60,000 people in that that only happened because Coach Prime was there. They were already there. Coach Prime just put a spotlight on it. So their attendance did increase. And when he went on the road, other people's attendance increased. But we've always had large crowds. We've always had the tailgate. So he just opened up that window. And it's my responsibility to make sure we continue to move forward based upon the opportunities that he afforded us. You know, the crazy thing is, Sam, I can't think of another coach who moved the needle. I'm just talking about who won more. Nick Saban, you can't say anything more about what he's done in Alabama. But he did it all, and it's all under the Alabama roof, right? I can't think of a coach who came in and propelled a conference in a way that Dion did. And when you say it out loud, it's like, hey, I'm saying there's been a lot of successful coaches in college football 150 years. Yeah, but none of them. You go back. Tom Osborne, whoever you want to bring up, Errol Parsegia, none of them dudes did for the conference what Dion, and then by extension with you and, and Eddie George and everybody else, has done for this conference. Well, Dion wasn't a football coach, and I think that's probably the difference. Dion was a superstar, and Nick Saban is a football coach that turned into a, a icon. Dion yeah. was a superstar, and I and I said this on a sixty Minutes interview. There's a difference, and I didn't realize the difference. I've met a lot of stars. Yeah, Dion was the first superstar. And Dion had an entourage, and everybody, whether I found that it was about 50 50, there were 50% of the people that would kill you to take up for Dion, and there was 50% of the people that would kill you <laughs> not to like Dion. Yeah. And Dion recognizes that. Dion, all of that attention that he got, both positive and negative, Dion didn't. That didn't yeah. phase Dion. Dion had moved on that. I am swag him and Eddie George. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I was at that game. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I don't know where this is going to go, but I know it was going to be a headache for me. Those two coaches and Dion turned it into a song, a T-shirt movement. And ultimately, <laughs> I had people from overseas coming saying, I want an I am swag T-shirt. And that's what that yeah, superstardom yeah. did for us. People walked around, Caucasian Americans – uh, in California, had on I Am Swag paraphernalia <laughs> because it was attached to Dion. I couldn't have paid for that type of publicity. Now, how do you and the people that you work with, you had obviously had to sit down and have a meeting. Once this conversation starts, that he's going to Colorado, he's leaving the conference, but yet we want to keep this momentum. What are some of the things that you discuss? Because this is uncharted territory for you and everybody. Well, you know, I still have conversations uh, with Coach Prime. I saw him at the uh, Super Bowl, and we had some conversations. He still is in contact with the athletics director uh, at Jackson State. Uh, Constant Schwartz is his promotions person. She still is attached to Jackson State. So the relationship isn't going to change. And it, if it was not for an HBCU, Dion would not be at Colorado. He got his degree. He finished his degree at Talladega College. Yes. Jackson State gave him a job when nobody else would give him a job. Dion recognized that, embraces it. He is a part of the HBCU culture. Uh, he is a part of our, our history. So 
I never thought or even when Dion was taking credit for everything, people would call him, be like, man, you need to step up. No. When I ask somebody for some money, it's a million dollars. When Dion asks somebody, <laughs> it's a hundred million dollars. Okay. Let Dion ask. <laughs> Just as long as the money is coming back to the conference yeah, office. Right. Yeah. And ultimately what we've done, we have some partnership deals that extend 10 years out. And a lot of it was in uh, not – Dion wasn't in the room, but Dion said, hey, Charles, sell me. I am a part of SWAT. Go out and sell me. And we did. And we have some deals that are 10 years out. I, I don't want to discuss numbers, right. but SWAT is going to be just fine based upon <laughs> the deals that we did in that two-year time frame. And it has opened up other doors. And I will take you know, General Motors for you know, an example. Once they got in, and they saw the history. They saw the tradition. Um, General Motors said, we love the bands. We went to Bayou Classic. It was like, hey, Commissioner, do you think that the Southern Band could do a GM logo at halftime? And I was like, you know, it's two days before the game. Right. It was like, it was just our idea. We'll, you know, fund it, call the band director. He said, how much? They did a logo two days later wow. at yeah. Bayou Classic yeah. on national yeah. television. Yeah. Yeah. And GM now has made a commercial about it, right, because it was so impactful because everybody wants that diversity initiative. And what is a better place to come than the Southwestern Athletic Conference when you have every major Division I institutions from Texas to Florida, you have over 100,000 students, engineers, doctors, lawyers, accountants, you have the alumni. What is a better place to come and get all of that star power, that brain power? And, again, you have to point back to Coach Prime coming into the conference, shedding that additional light. We've been doing it for 102 years. Ultimately, what he did was open up a different uh, platform for others to be able to see us. Yeah, thank you. Of course, uh, of course Jackson State will be here for the MEX Swag Challenge. And there's a celebration bowl that's going on that, that he came here twice and, and, and lost twice. So talk about <laughs> the celebration bowl and, and the SWAC uh, winning this thing, because it's, it's been a minute. Yeah, MEAC has been kicking our behind. Uh, so I have to be the first to admit that. Uh, but I'm going to borrow a line from former President John F. Kennedy. To participate in SWAC football, uh, our teams participate in SWAC, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. Uh, one of the main differences from the SWAC and the MEAC is that we have games that are meaningful each and every week. And that, and the reason why I say it's meaningful each and every week, we have a football championship at the end of the year. So there are some weeks off in the MEAC. The MEAC has six teams, so they have five conference games, right? So they have, you know, Football season is 11 weeks or 12 weeks, so right. they only have five conference games. Each and every week, you're going to have to win that game in order to advance to the SWAC championship. And then once you play the SWAC championship, then now you have a week off and you have to come here and prepare for the Celebration Bowl. You know, the MEAC is kind of watching which teams in the SWAC three, four, five weeks from the Celebration Bowl. So our road to the Celebration Bowl is much harder than what it is for a MEAC. Now, I'm not using that as an excuse. We need to get in and perform well in those football games. But to get to the Celebration Bowl for the Southwestern Athletic Conference, you know, is a very arduous uh, road. Yeah. And to get to the Celebration Bowl 
for us is a little bit different than the MEAC, and the MEAC has been much more prepared, uh, and we have to kind of adjust. But we do it because it's hard, not because it's easy. And we will uh, we will win. So give us some time. <laughs> We're up against it. Two okay. thoughts that come to my head. First of all, Doctor, uh, for the young people in our audience who don't know their history, JFK went to Harvard. He didn't go to a swack school. Uh, but that phrase, I knew what you were talking about with that. But the way you pose is like, really, JFK went to a. Went to a <laughs> yeah, I um, wasn't trying to say. No, no, no. I was just school. messing with you. And, and the <laughs> other thing is, when you we want you to come back as early as you possibly can. But you can't be dropping no big other networks while you're on this show. He's going to be on ESPN later on. He talked about the 60, 60, minutes, 60 minutes thing. Well, you know, he, you just he gets around all, now. He gets dropping around. Dropping all these big names other than <laughs> I'm us, just glad know. he had some time to come I spend with us. Absolutely. Now on my next interview, I can say, hey, when I was at 92. That's what I was just getting to. So be sure to give us a I shout will. out when you're at one of those other big things. I want to thank you, though, for, for one thing. As a lifelong frustrated baseball player, I'm so happy to see somebody doing some lobbying for the sport on the collegiate level because that's the one you, you get like a little window of ba- college baseball on TV and I always felt like it should be more right so I, I just love the fact that you're doing what you're doing so for me personally thank you sir thank you doctor well no problem and it's you know we have 12 institutions that have 12 collegiate division 1 mm-hmm. baseball programs Baseball in Atlanta has always been good. When I was at Prairie View, my head baseball coach, Michael Robinson, and we went to Texas Southern, half of our team uh, was from Atlanta, and we won multiple championships. So this was fertile recruiting ground. And, you know, there was kind of a wave where blacks stopped being able to elevate, and now it's starting to come back because the game is changing. We talked about that. And what better place to get there than through – our 12 institutions that have full-funded baseball programs, and we can get you there. So Atlanta yeah. is a perfect place. And, and teach them it's okay to ride the bus. Ride the bus for a minute. Eventually you're going to get a guaranteed contract. Instead of trying to be a, a tight end where you won't get a guaranteed contract. Absolutely. <laughs> so go and play some baseball, y'all. Money is in baseball, that's for sure. There yeah. you go, Sam. It is. Dr. McClendon, we thank you for, for spending some time yes. with us, and we look forward to coming over and catching some of the tournament today and tomorrow and everybody to come over to Georgia Tech and catch the Sweat Baseball Tournament. Hey, thank you guys for having me, and it's definitely been my pleasure. Thank you. Maybe we'll see the mayor yeah, come and support us. The mayor come out he might come out there. You never know. Thank Georgia you, sir. Tech. All right, we are going to uh, take a left turn. I'm going to let you know about some money flying through the air here, albeit I know there's a strike going on, but casting call is going to be a little unique these next few days. And also, since it is – going to be a little unique. We're going to have some fun with Mr. Crenshaw and Mac. Got a little trivia for them. Going to have them jump into. Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game 92.9thegame.com Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, 27th day of May. We are in this uh, Memorial Day holiday weekend. Take a second and realize why this is a holiday weekend, but also just be very, very careful out there. We got no time going to hospitals visiting our, our listeners, but we would, of course. But you know that there are people who will be drinking and driving, unfortunately, who don't normally drink and drive, and nobody should be doing it, but this is just the reason why we call it an amateur weekend. So, I like it. Just, and, and actually, this weekend is another one of those. It's not just driving. It's boating. Max, you ever been around somebody who you could tell was in the area, drunk as you know what, out there on a boat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially in Florida. My goodness. 
Everyone's on a boat. Everyone's drinking. It's a mess. <laughs> and I can't imagine. Well, I can't imagine. I know. I've seen it before. Lake Lanier and places, oh, you know, uh, Alatoona and places like that. So just, just, yeah, look, just be very, very careful. I need you to stick around for a second, but I'm going to tell you what's going on with the casting call. It is pretty much bare bones. Now, I'm letting this week play out. The, the May 21st, there's a couple on there that are still relevant. But tomorrow I will have a fresh one. Tomorrow I'm going to start focusing on the jobs behind the camera. I will tell you, if you get past these ones with central casting and destination casting on the current casting call breakdown, you will get to that part where I walk you through how to find jobs behind the camera. It starts off with film industry and voiceover info. The first breakdown is behind the camera film and TV industry jobs. And I'll help you find what is being posted. I recommend you guys go there on a regular basis. For those of you that are thinking about making a change. And the reason I say that is because consider this. There's a lot of people because this strike is going on, this writer strike, and nobody sees any light at the end of the tunnel. So how long it's going to last, I don't know. You got anywhere between 50, 75 people on a movie set, major movie set, that have all manner of jobs. They also have families. So people are making business decisions while the strike is going on. My point for saying all that is this. If you're a carpenter, you're an electrician, you're into, you know, you know makeup, makeup artists, if you will, uh, drivers, whatever it is, if that skill set that you have lends itself, if you're an accountant, <laughs> you know, uh, a nurse, pretty much any profession you can think of, there is a job for that on a movie crew. If you don't like your boss, you don't like your job, uh, drive in every day. You know, you got a problem with where you work and you're thinking about, ooh, you know, the industry's here. Not only is it here in the Atlanta area, it's throughout the state. So maybe you just want to get out of Atlanta. Maybe go down near Macon, go down to Savannah area. They got crews down there. This is a time to check out what's going on behind the camera while this strike is happening. That's all I'm telling you. I'm not saying that they're, I'm guarantee you there's jobs there, but people are making business decisions. So this might be a good time. I will tell you what you're going to see on the casting call is front of an, in front of the camera, uh, like tomorrow, will be reality stuff. There's a job for an opportunity for you to um, get booked. If you are over 55, believe it or not, we've had one on there. We've had Mature Love on there for a little while. Yeah, you heard me right. Mature Love. I will tell you it's being a Warren casting. They are looking as a docuseries, streaming network. Major one, looking to help find potential love for those of you. You have a single parent, aunt, uncle, neighbor, whoever it is, maybe intimidated by going out and meeting people. This show is going to help you out. But this has only got one more week. They're going to stop casting because this has been a nationwide search. I have that. And let me dial up what Shauna Alexander, Shauna Fitzpatrick, that's her name. <laughs> and by the way, Shauna is going to join uh, the show tomorrow. Sean has been part of the casting call for a long, long time. There is a show, a reality show, called Who the Bleep Is That? It's one of those deals where if you're into trivia, you go to trivia night, look, you know, locally around town, that sort of thing, they're looking for you to be a part of this show. So I'm going to have that on the casting call for you tomorrow. A new reality show uh, again. Throughout the whole town arena, are you the competitive and you're always seeking out local trivia nights? I'm reading this from the breakdown here. Are you the first one your friends call for a game night party? This is what's going on. So those two reality shows are going to be the only ones. 
for the foreseeable future that are going to be up and running where they need extras. Let's put it that way. There's going to be some other shows. They may need some audience members, things like that. So 92.9thegame.com slash casting call. You can see it there. You can also see it on Get Cast with Greg on Twitter. And if you've got any questions about any of this stuff, greg.clarksonodyssey.com. Now, Max, while we're waiting for Mr. Crenshaw to get back up here, I was going to ask you as we sit here, and I'm going to do one thing on Monday as far as Memorial Day opening day, you know, weekends as far as movies being released. Okay. But I was talking to somebody, and I was surprised at the answer I got when we were talking about the top grossing movie series or franchises, if you will. Hmm. And I thought that was going to be an easy answer for me. Um, and then the movies within it. A couple come to my and mind. Not so much. So if I think we can agree on if I asked you, what studio has the top grossing movie franchises? Marvel. Okay. There you go. Yeah. You're right there. It was the ones, and, and, and the fact that they had to put that in different phases, meaning you had phase one, yep. which all started with Iron Man, mm-hmm. to Marvel, the Avengers. And then you got phase two when it went from Iron Man 3. It had a dip there a little bit. To Ant-Man in 15. Hmm. Then you had phase three, which then included Captain America through... Phase four is the crazy one. That's the, well, end, that's the end game. It ended. It ended with the phase three. Ended with the movie I was a part of, or at least. Wait, wait, I wait, get wait, 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 Hold on, hold on, Greg. You were in a Marvel movie. Sam, did he not get the memo? I've been in two. I know you've been in movies, but wait, what Marvel movie? See, he does, he's, he's so smart. He just I tell you the details go right past him. <laughs> I've been in two. Ant Ant Man. No. Okay, I'll get one more guess. Um, <laughs> you don't have to guess. I'll tell you. Well, actually, I don't know that the first one was a Marvel. No, it was a DC. I've seen Godzilla. Oh, okay, so well, Godzilla's not DC. I thought it was DC. Is it, is it, it's not Marvel, is it? No. Okay, it's nothing. It's just Godzilla. Okay, so King I technically wasn't wrong, but Godzilla. I've seen. No, no, no. The I, new well, Godzilla? I wasn't. I wasn't a Marvel. I thought that was one of them. That was the first one I did. The, the most recent Godzilla or the newest? Um, the last one that they did, King of Monsters. I, I have to it. rewatch that now. Okay. Before, I watched it before I knew you. And then, uh, um, Far From Home. Not Far From Home. Excuse me. No Way Home. You were in Spider-Man? No Way Home. What, what the scene, scene where he in? comes back to high school. One of the reporters. And then I was cut out. But I'm in the credits at the end. Okay, so you The you're... scene where he comes back to college and DJ Smoove is one of yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. We, that, and that protest was going on outside. Where so we, if we I were watch one of the that, people. I'll see you. Well, no, because we got... This is the, the, the business of... I don't mean to... What happened is... No, no, I found out. What had happened was... <laughs> yeah. I'm about to say, uh-oh. Like it, all it, projects, it, there's... It's, there's, it's, it's kind of like my it's, scene. Kind of like my scene in the Chuck Norris movie, but go ahead. Yeah. It, basically. Now, did you get credit? <laughs> I never asked you that. Did, is your name at the end there? Did you get credit? I, think, I don't think I got credit. I got a check. Can we come back with this? Because I have so many questions now. No, <laughs> yeah. no, but... <laughs> what? Well, Sam, I got Chuck questions Norris. for now because I didn't know. I forgot about that. I thought so it was in the Chuck Norris movie. You did tell me that, but I don't think you were credited. Because if you were credited, you would be getting residuals. I don't get no residuals. Well, nobody really went to see that movie anyway. I got nothing to do with how many people saw it. When they made it, did they take your name down and put you in the credits <laughs> at the end of that movie? You know, I didn't even look to see. Because well, we're going to check this out now. I got cut. I got, wow. you know, I got cut, yeah. and that's what I was going to tell Max. Yeah. I, got, I got cut out of a couple things. But it happens. It happens. It's, it's when they decide to <laughs> – well, fantasy football is the one I had nothing to do with. And that, that woman I was the partner with, she did this. She screwed that one for me. But um, I tell you what, we got top of the hour. Really can't. Well, all right, you can ask your question. But I was cut out, but there was a reason why. And there was a flip made. Okay.
Okay. So f- not just me, three of us wow. got cut out and were replaced by somebody who wasn't even on set that wow. day. All right. That's a tease right there. Sam and Greg, Saturday morning, 27th day of May. <laughs> happy, happy, happy three-day holiday weekend. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 